0: Welcome, Miko. So lovely to see you again. And thank you so much for offering to contribute to this panel. I was absolutely fascinated initially to hear that um, Zuckerberg was actually going to create his own coin. Um, And I'm also interested because really his um, history has been more to do with gaining more power. (laughs) And so that's why I called this panel centralisation rather than decentralisation, because I figured that must have been the motive. I don't know whether that turned people off from wanting to contribute, but um, thank you for your courage (laughs) and willingness to contribute. I was wondering if you could tell me what your perspective is on this um, and what you think uh, Zuckerberg's up to.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think it's it really, really, really makes sense for Facebook, right? And what I mean to say by this is is that we've reached a period of economic history which uh, I think of as the peak of what I call the attention extraction economy, right? So uh, what we've reached, so for example, if you look at Facebook and you look at what they've been able to do, what they've been able to do is really um, drive essentially the economy right i mean when you're really looking at what's happening right what's happened is is that we have a handful of companies that are trillion dollar companies right in the range of like Eight hundred billion, or you know, better part of a trillion, right. right? And it's really techs, right? It's Apple, and obviously we have certain companies like uh, you know Saudi Aramco that's potentially much larger and based on a completely previous economic base, which is you know petroleum and and kind of not attention extraction, but really mineral extraction, right? right? And fossil fuels, and you know, so that's the predecessor. Yeah. But to me, the thing that's really clear is is what we've had is we've had exponential technologies and exponential growth, and this is the case of Facebook, and that essentially what they've done is they've set price targets for Facebook stock, right? So Facebook stock is essentially a coin in the sense that what happens is that Facebook stock has a, uh, it's a stable coin. Now, I'm being amusing because it's not stable against the U.S. dollar. It's actually gone up, right? Uh, the thing that's interesting about it is, is that it is pegged to uh, the target value of Facebook. So every quarter, Facebook is saying, hey, our target value is X. And they're basically increasing the target value based on what? What they're basing it on is they're basing it on exponential user acquisition. But the thing that's really interesting is, is that they're on Able to really further move the goalpost because you can either get a higher average revenue per user,
2: right?
1: right, Or you can get more exponential user growth. But the thing that's really interesting is with two depending on how you count, two point three billion monthly actives, maybe two point seven kind of registered users, like it's hard it's hard without finding other populated planets to like double, <laughs> you know, th- this count, right? So so we're reaching kind of a limit of, of exponentially increasing the user count, right? And so then the question becomes how can you continue, right? So what you really have to consider then is you have to consider how do you exponentially increase sort of the average revenue per user and, and clearly the answer can't be better Ad targeting, right? So they're re- they're almost tapped out on the limits of what they're able to do, yeah. both with invading people's privacy as well as increasing the AI algorithms that target, right? So really, what we're seeing is we're seeing kind of a, a really the end of the road, right? So so to me, when I think about Libra, I really think about the conversion towards a, a novel revenue stream. And and you could interpret uh, what Zuck said at, at F8. He said basically, oh, we're gonna build a Facebook that respects your privacy. There's only two ways to interpret that, right? One of them, I mean, it, there's shades where you could think, well, he's kidding himself, right? And that's kind of a gray area, but like okay. he's either really kind of bold, it's either a bold-faced lie, right? Yes. But. I actually don't think so. I think that he's actually planning to rebuild the nucleus and to wean Facebook away from ad revenue, right? Because Facebook, where the dominant form of revenue is financial services, is one in which they don't actually need to invade your privacy in order to continue to grow, which is really the ambition.
0: That really makes sense, and uh, it, it's also a much more positive um, version of why it's created. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and
1: and the thing that's very interesting is is that um, what is an enabling technology very clearly is open source financial infrastructure, particularly the ones based on consensus and you know novel distributed consensus algorithms, namely quote unquote blockchains you know, and so obviously there's quite a lot of inspiration coming from that uh, direction.
0: So I've always um, had a hate for the whole interruption ad- advertising model and um, I've never ever, ever had any advertising on my YouTube channels or anything like that, mm-hmm. which I could have been making money on, mainly because I just hate it. And I always felt like it's such an old model. and. To watch all the newspapers or online mags now blocking people if they have ad blockers, which I've got a ton of ad blockers, Mm -hmm. um, and saying, you know, you've either got to, like, take our ads or we're not going to, like, show you our stuff. Even the New York Times, you can't even, like... Tweet a a headline because they block it. That's right. And you go, why would they be doing that?
1: And people are unable to share the content. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So
0: why why are they stuck in the dark ages? And so what you're saying makes me think. So maybe because I really haven't invented or or discovered or heard of anyone having an alternative revenue model, but maybe the tokens are the way to go.
1: Yeah, I think what we've realized is we've reached a limit, right? And the thing that's fascinating that now you're kind of bringing it into Google and you're bringing it into YouTube and you're bringing it into these other realms because when you look at all these superpowers, right, the premise is really that we've built an entire internet that's essentially powered by advertising, right? And the thing that's really intriguing is that that's really the almost, I would say, the end of the road, right? In the sense that uh, we're really looking to reset the infrastructure and rebuild. So, you know, one of the really great ways to dip your head into, you know, one future scenario is something like the brave browser, right? So it's a fascinating, you know, social experiment. One of the things that's amazing about it is, is that the value proposition is really expressible without using any crypto anything right so you can really go to someone on the street and you can say a faster browser with no ads right and you know there's no bitcoins in there there's no blockchains in there you know people can listen and say well i i know what a browser is and i faster and no ad sounds good so i'll try it or i won't try it right like oh i don't want that but like people know what it is they know what the value is and they can say yes or no which i think is very nice Um, the thing that i think is kind of subversive about it is is if we think about the economy today, and by the way, when I say economy, it's, in, it's inseparable from also politics, as the politics of attention and extraction, yeah. right? The thing that's really interesting becomes, uh, what if you enter into a scenario like in the Brave browser, where essentially you're sort of rebuilding the primitives atop which we've built you know, essentially the internet, right? So the, the primitives that are very interesting now are, well, now they have concepts like tipping, right, where you can like sail by. In fact, the default browser mode is actually this auto-tipping mode, right? Where basically you browse the internet and you're basically sprinkling economic fairy dust on every web page that you visit, right? Which yeah. is astonishing, right? Yes. So, in a way the thing that's astonishing about it is is when you actually think about the biosphere of the internet. Right. In a sense, what's happened is, is it's currently powered by this dark energy, which is an energy of essentially uh, you know, invading privacy and taking people's attention and using their attention you know, essentially effectively without their consent. right? Uh, whereas the thing that's really interesting about the reversal would be to rebuild the internet under a different paradigm, right? And so the thing that's fascinating to me about these metaphors is, is I come from maybe 25 years or so in uh, Silicon Valley open source software. And the open source software movement to me is like this amazing ecosystem because the energy of it is fueled essentially by consent. Right, and so in a way, it mirrors sort of the biosphere in the way that this energy reverses entropy. So instead of the tragedy of the commons, you actually get this huge explosion of value in the commons, right? Wow. Now, according to the current way of measuring that value, wow. it's actually not a positive value because you're actually commoditizing commercial software, and you're making it free, right? So in a way, it's actually uh, adverse to the GDP, but if you actually just think about it more holistically, you'll realize that that's an astonishing corner of the internet. And that that corner of the internet that produces software is actually really kind of the beating heart of what's happening with respect to the transformation of financial infrastructure. So, you know, obviously Facebook, people argue that it isn't open source financial infrastructure, but in fact it is, right? Like the, you know, according to the rule of open source, like, yes, like they're traveling under a well-known open source license and their, the code is open and readable and it is reposited in a public addressable form. So in fact, yes, Libra is open source. Uh, financial perspective.
0: And how, how do you feel about the fact that most of the world powers are up in arms about um, Zuckerberg having this power of having his own currency? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's amazing, right? And it's funny when you say it that way, right? Because when you're saying, like, well, Zuckerberg has his currency, like, I'm just picturing, like, a, a literal physical coin with his face <laughs> yeah. on it. Like, you know, it's a, it's very amusing, right? Yeah. But in a way, you know, in the style of, like, a Roman emperor, you know, yeah. like a Caligula or some, some crazy, <laughs> yeah. like, emperor, right? But, it, you know, it kind of isn't so, you know, in the sense that, like, the Libra Organization, presently 28, in the future 100 plus, organizations, you know, collected together, you know, under a Swiss Foundation. So, you know, it's it is a in a way like Facebook is using open source right. and the thing that's fascinating about the way it's using open source is it's kind of using it in the way of an underdog, right? Because the thing that's fascinating is is that uh, open source is really the tool of underdogs, because in a way, it's always the proprietary approach has always been to sort of uh, just hang on to your intellectual property and, and kind of exploit it, right? So if you're a monopolizer, generally you're closed, and if you're, uh, you know, if you're part of the rebel alliance, then you're probably more open. So that's yeah. that's you know, so it's it's strange to see Facebook kind of behaving in this way.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's why we can't really work out how it's all gonna turn out, or what his real motives are, right?
1: Yes, I think it is hard to evaluate his motives. The yeah. thing that's amazing is obviously he has supernumerary shares, but what's been is extraordinary is watching the evolution of that style of corporate governance in the context of something like Alphabet slash Google, right, because even in the context of having uh, sort of supreme voting control without controlling a majority of shareholding stock, uh, the board of Google still elected to do things like eliminate the concept of don't be evil, you know, uh, which is, I think, a very interesting pattern, right, so, so the thing that's interesting about the case of Mark Zuckerberg is, is that he is, and he continues to be a founder CEO, and he continues to have this kind of supernumerary voting power, right, so he's really, really instrumental you know, and in a sense, the thing that's, that's fascinating is that, you know, what remains unknown is kind of like how this plays out, right? So that's, that's where I think all the, the fascination is, because right. we're really experimenting with like, you know, financial infrastructure of the world. Right.
0: Well, it's going to be a fascinating panel, and I really appreciate you coming and contributing. Thanks so much, Mika. Ah, absolutely. should be fun. Welcome, Jeremy. So lovely to see you again. It's always a pleasure. I was wondering if you could tell me a bit. I see you guys are doing some amazing stuff at Paystand. What's happening?
3: Yeah, so, so Paystand's been around for four years now. We're growing really well commercially on our core business, which is a B2B payment network. Um, but we've also announced very recently something called a Surety of Service. And a Surety of Service is basically uh, taking the scaled blockchain ledger and network that we've been using for quite a few years now um, and opening it up for other folks to use our infrastructure and spin up a blockchain uh, that's really, really powerful at, for enterprise software companies in very few minutes. So.
0: Wow, that's really exciting. I I, I was really buzzed when I saw all the tweets and stuff. So um, what do you think about Zuckerberg having all this extra power to create a a (laughs) currency or a token? um, And... um, Oh my gosh! There's been so much flack about it all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. Many countries feel like he's threatening them <laughs> or encroaching on them. What's your idea? What do you think? It's a positive or a negative thing?
3: Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 always an interesting thing when um, a te- a new technology can get the president and the Congress talking about it, right? And so I would say that. It's good for blockchain to be in the stage of evolution, which is to move from an infrastructure-focused stage to an application-focused stage. How do we get it to mass market? And so I think it's good for companies like blockchain, like other large companies like Google, to start investing in the infrastructure. But I also want to continue to see blockchain stay a decentralized organization and decentralized infrastructure, because it creates checks and balances. And so I think seeing companies invest there is good. It helps bring blockchain to scale. I also think that it's good for us to continue to see blockchain remain open the way the internet has remained open.
0: So that was my con- first initial concern and why I named this panel, you know, Facebook Libra mm-hmm. centralization because mm-hmm. I figure this guy can't create anything decentralized. From my perspective, it's all been about control and power and misuse of that mm. <laughs> um, since the beginning. So, uh, what's your opinion about that? Do you think it's safe for him to have this sort of power and um, obviously, it's getting a little, lo- getting the blockchain and crypto into a, um, other people's minds and consciousness that might not have been there. But yeah. ultimately, would it be good for him to have this power?
3: Yeah, I mean, competition is good, right? And so I think, um, you know, we want to see the internet and we want to see blockchain remain open, right? Yeah. And so, but I'd say great analogy is AOL was a company decades ago that helped bring the internet to the mass market but AOL was not an open company but it was an important step in the evolution of the internet and so how do companies that are centralized help drive important steps for the evolution of blockchain I think that's good, but I also think like the internet, we want to see blockchain become a check-in balance on organizations that have too much control, too much power. And that's one of the powers that blockchain can do is help us decentralize and create checks and balances so we as a society can have more trust.
0: And so you think that he will have to be decentralized? Is that the summary of what you're saying?
3: Well, we'll see what Facebook ends up doing. If you read their white paper, um, you know there's a nod to the notion of decentralization. It's not there yet. My point more is to see them invest in blockchain in general and competition against the Facebooks of the world to drive open versus decentralized, I think open wins. Will Facebook remain open? Will Facebook become open? We'll see. I think that's just a footnote in a larger evolutionary change.
0: Okay, yeah. okay. I've got the message. Thank you, that's really good. Um, and um, I'm wondering too, um, like, do, obviously it's gonna help the general community and I've been supporting it since 2008, but um, I know that it still is that outlier community. Um, particularly when the bust happened last year. I mean, it, there was a big boom and people jumped on board who knew nothing and mm-hmm. got really burnt um, investing. So um, I guess that's my concern too, is like, how do we bring this into the mainstream? How can we support it? And, and if Facebook does that, do you think there'll be a purpose of that, uh, of bringing it into the mainstream so that it won't be this sense of outlier? Um, Community?
3: Well, I, I don't think I don't think the blockchain needs Facebook, right? The blockchain has got enormous amount of growth already, right? And it is, you know, many many billions of dollars um, of enterprise value for a number of companies. And so, um, one company is not going to change the trajectory of blockchain. The blockchain is already out of the box. Right. It's already running. Right. Um, but you know, it's great to see more investment in the space. It's great to see more in the news cycle. It's great to see. Congress and other folks debating the concepts. All of a sudden, you see um, Congress go, "Well, maybe Bitcoin's not that bad, right?" Okay. When they when they're talking about uh, when they're talking about Facebook. And so, I think this kind of conversation is good. Okay. If, if you look back at the history, AOL is a important footnote, but it is not the internet. Yeah. So let's see what Facebook does. Yeah.
0: I know when I see anyone with an AOL um, email address, I go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Old is that? <laughs> Sorry. It anyway, it's
3: kind of a measure of your your sort of uh, tech tech capabilities, isn't it? Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming. I'm so looking forward to the panel. I think it'll be fabulous. Awesome.
3: Love the time with you, Pemmo. It's always great. Thank yeah.
0: Thanks, Jeremy. So, Welcome, you, Phil. Thanks so much. I know I don't normally interview moderators, but I I am so impressed by all the research you've done. And obviously, after we decided to do this panel, the whole ecosystem blew up with article after article of people's concerns and mm. some people think it's good what is your summary what's your opinion now that you've been um inundated with all this information about facebook token?
4: uh actually i didn't change my mind about what i was initially thinking um i think the the f- the fintech overall has to change, uh, because it's very fragmented. It's very complicated to transfer money. It's, it's, it's like, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And in every country, every country, you have your own, you know, company, startup, product, whatever. And, uh, it's, we still pay a lot of money. We still, there's still a lot of friction. And I'm happy that, uh, the, the, the biggest hacking company in the world, uh, at least in the US. Uh Facebook is uh in a period where probably they have to I don't know, have people a little bit forget about what they do in some uh, other part of their business, uh to bring that. That's part of their culture. And uh, I I'm, I'm I'm not surprised that uh they they were trying to uh to, to do something on that because it's hard to monetize messenger, this type of things. And second, um um uh, David Marcus is, uh, you know, I, I, he found a playground, uh, which is very interesting because he has a, a very uh, interesting background. And uh, so the, the combination of the, the, the biggest uh, hacker in the world, Mark Zuckerberg, and the big specialist of, uh, of, the, of the fintech uh, altogether, um, it's, it's, uh, that's interesting. And it's gonna okay. shake the tree um, okay. I mean I can see that some, some retailers some corporation are trying to to mention okay. the, the the coin their own coin and so on so we'll see but uh it's always good I mean we're in silicon Valley innovation is good and uh friction uh, innovation brings friction it's good and uh but of course uh I don't know uh First of all, we have to be sure it's going to happen. She's absolutely not sure. There are less uh, news uh, recently, so okay. it's slowing down a little bit. So we'll see. But definitely, uh, they were just uh, testing the water.
0: Okay. So um, what you're saying is we're still not sure that he's going to go move forward with this with the token and.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was You supposed to be 2020, and now it's not sure, and so we will see. Um, You know, they can try, why not? Uh, But um, I mean, the research I've done shows that there's a lot of uh, country regulators or central banks, or you know, it's uh, uh, you know, it's a big implication in many, many domains. So it's uh, good luck uh, to Facebook guys.
0: And so he got hauled in front of the Senate um, committee hearings, and I'm wondering, what did you read or or see those? I just accidentally found it on the internet and he was being interviewed. Um, What do you think came out of that? Do you think it's also slowed things down?
4: Well, you know... uh... David is absolutely handsome I like you know to see him uh, with a, a in a suit and a tie uh, I was very happy uh, <laughs> so rare uh, but you know I think uh, they just uh, they understand the objections they are, he it was like uh, there's no there was no winner it just uh, they explain what their vision is what their objectives are and uh, I think there's a, it was just a sort of, a, you know, first uh, investigation, and um, it doesn't, I don't think it stopped them, so probably he did a good job. Okay.
0: And I know that you did ask your friend David, who's quite high up in Facebook, to come in, on the panel um, initially, and he said no, it was too early. Um, what do you think about that comment?
4: No, no, no. I was asking oh. uh, because I don't want to use any, uh, any specific uh, relationship I have with people. Yeah. I was just uh, trying to get the, the answer if someone from Facebook okay. could come. Because uh, because it's, uh, it would be interesting, uh, and I was I was sure that uh, it, it was uh, not possible. He okay. said it was too early, and that's the only conversation I had, the only question I asked, and the only answer I had. And I didn't ask for any other uh, information. Just I think. Uh, it, it, uh, we had to ask. Yes. So we did.
0: Yes. Well, voilà. And it would have been very interesting. You're oh, right. Yeah, I would have loved it. <laughs>
4: maybe we would make an update, you know. Yeah. Maybe, um, why not? You yeah. know, uh, we can, uh, we we would see.
0: We'll have a follow-up panel and have them on. Yeah, okay. Sure. I really appreciate all the work you've done. Pleasure. And it's been fascinating to me to see you put your heart and soul and passion into it. Appreciate it.
4: Uh, that's who am I. So you're welcome. Thank you.
0: Welcome, Rahul. Thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about TRM Labs.
2: Sure. Uh, so, I'm Rahul, uh, CTO of TRM Labs. Uh, what we do is we trace cryptocurrency fraud uh, for financial institutions. Uh, so, this, this sort of the theory here is that every financial institution is required by law to know the source of their customer's money. There are millions of sort of people already using cryptocurrency that bank with a traditional institution and they are by law required to know where those funds come from. So if a person you know, withdraws money from Binance and puts in a Bank of America account, Bank of America has an obligation to a certain degree to make sure that that money is, wasn't laundered, it wasn't come through yeah. some terrorism or other uh, illicit means. So we help, help people solve that problem.
0: And so do you use the blockchain for that?
2: Yeah, we we inherently trace cryptocurrencies, so we inherently are helping you trace the source of funds that are originating through crypto uh, transactions.
0: Wow, fantastic. Great cause to be involved in. (laughs) Um, So obviously the main question, the topic of debate tonight is about Facebook um, and the Libra token. What's your opinion, your personal opinion, because obviously the panel will be a lot more objective, um, about Zuckerberg having his own token and and uh, how will that affect us and the rest of the world?
2: Yeah, um, I think the question of whether it should be Zuckerberg or not, I think it's a separate question. I think in general, I think Libra has done a lot to elevate in the conversation of sort of the, the virtues of cryptocurrency okay. and the benefits it can offer the unbanked and the sort of billions of people that are out excluded from the financial system today. Uh, so I think on the whole, it's a, it's a net positive for our industry and sort of the goals we're trying to achieve.
0: Well, that's a really positive response. Um, you don't think it, he might have too much power? Uh, I mean, already Facebook's been exposed. I don't know if you saw the documentary, The Great Hack, and mm-hmm. that just shocked me. I mean, I've always known that not to trust Facebook and yeah. put anything private on it, but um, yeah but it was shocking to me. I see my adult kids in Australia using it with all this personal information. Yeah. I'm like, quickly, don't do it yeah. anymore.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, I think whether or not Libra is the best answer uh, for this problem or whether it should be Facebook or Calibra that should own it, I think that's a open debate for us as a society and okay. for us uh, uh, as sort of countries and institutions. Uh, I think as a whole in terms of how they've communicated the virtues and what they're trying to achieve in terms of inclusion, um, in terms of cost, um, in terms of sort of bridging international borders, I think is, 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 a, is good. Okay, great.
0: Fantastic. Well, gee, you made me feel more positive because I felt so negative about it. And that's why I called it Facebook token, uh, Facebook Libra centralization, because I was concerned that he, he has no idea what decentralization really is about.
2: Yeah, and, and I think that's a conversation we need to have in society, and, and weigh sort of the pros and cons, and yeah. figure out, you know, what's the best mode for us to achieve the goals we have. Because yeah. I think we can all agree that we want more people to be included in our financial system. Um, Libra may or may not be the answer, um, but I think I, I, I believe that crypto, it, in some form, will solve that problem. Yeah, I believe
0: that too. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, look, thanks so much for coming, and I think this panel is going to be very exciting.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Welcome, Shohei. Thanks so much for coming tonight. Um, Would really uh, appreciate to hear what your view is on um, Mark Zuckerberg's Libra token. Mm -hmm. What do you think the motivations are from his side, personally, your opinion? And um, how do you think, what are the ramifications going to be for the world, (laughs) the planet, (laughs) and Facebook?
5: So thank you for um, hosting me. Um, So I think it's essentially what they're trying to do is create their own central bank, essentially. Okay. And the reason why he's doing this is because you have fiat money, and that's not working. And then you have digital currencies, which are not working as well. They were you know, an experiment. There's so much volatility. And you know, they're not a good medium of exchange. So what he's doing is he has this massive distribution, right? So he essentially has you know, a bunch of people that he can distribute you know, his product to, and that's what you need for a currency to really happen, and that's why he's doing this. And if he does this successfully, then he can build a lot of business on top of that. So if you're, say, the Federal Reserve, and you control all the Federal Reserve banks, then you, know, it's, and you have significant influence, say you're JP Morgan, and you, you know, have a seat at the Federal Reserve Board, then you can do a lot of business, right? You can, you know, where the OCC is going, you know, where the SEC is going. So you can dictate a lot of what um, dictates a strong word, but you can, you know, have some influence in terms of where that goes, and you can, you know, build on top of that. So I think that's what what he's thinking.
0: So um, that's an interesting... So to summarize, you feel it's a power (coughs) power move, really, Mm -hmm. and um, that concerns me because I don't think he's very Mm -hmm. good with power. I Mm -hmm. think he's... um, being quite manipulative really mm-hmm. um, and my experience of Facebook is that um, I've never put any personal things on there mm-hmm. I use it for business and yeah. work mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm finding it harder and harder to be on it mm-hmm. because of the manipulation of mm-hmm. what they allow you to see, like mm-hmm. when I open Facebook now I don't see the feed I see this stories mm-hmm. which I find visually unattractive and mm-hmm. I, I immediately go back to my profile page mm-hmm. and do any posts that I'm going to do mm-hmm. um, And I've found that all over Facebook, ever since I've used it, that Mm -hmm. they're continually trying to manipulate Mm -hmm. my experience of it rather than allowing the users to be creative. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, it it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the users, but Mm -hmm. we're continually being shepherded Mm -hmm. or herded Mm -hmm. and some people are doing it willingly and maybe unconsciously. Mm -hmm. I tend to fight that sort of experience. Um, So I guess that's a concern to me that this person... To me, in my eyes, doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a, a person that could be trusted with even yeah. more power than he's already got. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion?
5: So, so I think um, he's preempted this kind of situation. that's why he's creating, you know, the liberal association to, you know, essentially split up the power, make it more decentralized down the line. At the same time, I'm kind of skeptical in terms of his solution to that, because. The people that would be on the board of these the Libra Association would be people that can commit at least a certain amount of capital to the association, and that's not going to be very small institutions, right? It's going to be the traditional, you know, corporations, um, very strong institutional power. Um, And you can look at the founding members; it's like who owns payment networks right now? It's Visa, Mastercard. They're part of Libra. Um, Who owns the ride-sharing? Uber, Lyft. You know, they're part of that as well. So I'm quite skeptical in terms of what he, you know. He says that he's, a, he's going to be able to counteract that those type of um, trust issues, but I'm kind of skeptical on that front. Yeah.
0: And um, do you think that this will benefit the general um, community, the blockchain crypto community? Um, mm-hmm. Because some people do think that 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 mm-hmm. um, if Facebook leads the way, then other other mm-hmm. um, companies and organizations will have um, a much easier time because. Despite the big boom last year after the bust, now they're still outliers, (laughs) Um, which is Mm -hmm. a pity. I've been supporting it since 2008. So, um, uh, I mean, I would like to see it part of the mainstream, and I think it will be, but I think it's people that have a little bit of advanced um, sight that can see that. So do you think it's going to help or or actually hinder this community?
5: So I think it will actually help the community, in a sense, given... So there's been a lot of um, invalidation, like trust in cryptocurrencies, given the fact that um, a lot of it was driven by speculation and people don't really understand technology. I think what Facebook does it provides a you know sense of validation that you know the technology is something that works. So I think that's a positive for a lot of um, startups. But going forward, um, if Libra becomes very strong. I think that can, you know, turn the table on turn turn the table for a lot of startups. Given they could crowd out a lot of the capital that would, you know, should, that should go to startups.
0: And um, there has been quite a big backlash against a lot of the big tech companies recently. Google, Facebook, um, well, Apple's always been on their own, but um, so that sort of backlash is definitely about privacy and and control. Um, or lack of privacy and control, mm-hmm. and misuse of information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, would you think that 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 someone like Zuckerberg would be trustworthy enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> after you know, watching that documentary mm-hmm. on Cambridge Analytics, the mm-hmm. Great Hack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely shocking to me mm-hmm. <laughs> to see that what had got had gone on. So, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, do you think that? Um, you know, in his hands, uh, this would actually be a safe alternative for for us if already they're discovering mm-hmm. what's been going on in the background.
5: Mm-hmm. So if he has the keys to the kingdom, I, I'm, that's something I, I'd be pretty scared of. But yes. if they can come up with an excellent checks and balances system that okay. um, reflects existing governance structures... Okay. Um, specifically. So there's a reason why central banks are regulated the way they are regulated right now. And if a good governance mechanism based off of that, that can be implemented in the Libra Association in a more robust way, I think would would be good.
0: Great. Well, that seems like a really um, balanced response. Thank you so (laughs) much. And I'm really looking forward to this panel. I think it's going to be so fascinating. Thank you. Okay. That was great. Thank you so much. Thank you.